Perukhaf, we are up to paragraph Gimel. It was actually a little bit of time since we learned last. Uh, let's just remind ourselves. So the Torah started off with a passage from Sefer Ditzniyusa talking about being Mamshich Torah and in the Schus of the Torah having access to Eretz Yisrael and how to enter Eretz Yisrael. We did not really address that. That for now is on the back burner and we're going to come back to that later on in the Torah. For now we're going to uh, lay out the concepts, unpack them a little bit and then we'll bring them back together. So the Torah starts off, paragraph Aleph, talking about how we're Mamshich Torah the, the the language the language was Das Yesh Neshama Ba'Olam Shal Yodan Is Galib Biure Perushe Torah Vehimus Ubelas Yisurim. How do we have access to Torah? Those who Darshan Torah, those from Mefarish Torah, the other Tamidei Chachamim. What gives us access to the truth to the MS? The Right Chayes Meshal Kadosh Baruch MS. It comes via a certain Neshama in every Dar, and we went in Paragraph Aleph to discuss the idea of this Neshama a little bit. A Neshama that it has Yisurim that doesn't have physical comfort. Pas B'Melach Teicha. We discussed this a little bit. Now, this neshama, Torah ba'etzem, is fire. Torah, sometimes it's hard for us to relate to it, but Torah, principles of truth, but godly truth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mitzamtzem, he packages up these principles of truth in something that we have access to, an incredible, incredible nace. Sometimes we might not even appreciate that, but the reality is is that Torah is principles of infinite and sophious truth, Yisrael Varais of Chadhu, and therefore we need to have the cle the for that in order to be able to draw this Torah down. So he said that the Zois Neshama called Varakagachle Esh. That means that the, the words of this Neshama, and also to have a cle to be Makabal this Torah, the person who's going to be able to draw down. Down, speak out these words of Taira, and then ultimately be able to be a leader of the people, the Tzadik Hadar, the Talmud Chacham. Again, we actually related this to Miriam. Um, we discussed the difference between Torah Shebel Sav and Torah Shebel Peb, but the idea of this uh, of this Neshama has to be one that's going to be able to draw down the Taira. Now, when this Neshama is Noifelas Mibachina, either it's going to be removed from the world. However it is, we said, the, the way that we understood that the Neshama is Dvam Kagachle Eish, so Dvaren Etztananen, the words will cool off, and this access will be lost. And once this access is lost, we uh, the we said Oznis Irem Now it becomes you know if if you think about the Torah as being uh, as being like an anchor, it's it, it's a it, it's a principle of truth. So you can have you know let's say. A, a certain idea that's related to in different terms. Uh, you can have you know th- show, through through a different lens, but ultimately you realize that everybody is relating back to the same thing. Once the access to this principle of MS in the clearest way is is lost, so you have Tamid Chachamim, you you will have other people that d- discuss Torah concepts, but there's going to be a certain cloud, a certain ambiguity about all relating it back to the uh, to to the to the MS sort of at the core. And therefore, we said, there's going to be fights with the tzaddikim. Why? And you can see people all of a sudden, um, you know, whether among the tzaddikim or the lower people to the tzaddikim, 
certainly the Hashivas of Torah is there. People still uh, are invested and they stand for these ideas. And yet, when something when something ultimately traces itself back to a yichud, to a source, to a principle of MS, so then everything else can work out, right? But as but if there's a certain ambiguity around the around what's at the core, so now there's going to be there's going to be fights. There's going to be machlekes. We have a way to deal with this. The Torah gives us a framework, uh, a bezdin. So we, we have a way to deal with machlekes, and we have a way to understand what's the legitimate position, right? There's seven, shivim panam latayra, but not 71. What's a legitimate position? What's not a legitimate position? Um, and how we approach that. But the bottom line is, is that everything started from one source. And as as we lose access, then machlekes does develop. This is part of our condition. Now, what do we do? How, 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 how does one access? Torah when we don't have this neshama, this framework in place. Paragraph Bayes told us that Misha Roitzel Hamshach Biurea Torah Tzorach Mitchila Lahamshach Laatzmo Diburim Chamim Kagach Leish Kanal. How does one prepare oneself to gain access to the to, to the Torah? Vadibur Nimshach Milev Elyon the 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 Torah ultimately is going to be flowing through this bechina of Leiv Elyon, as it were, Tzor Levavi. We link this to the idea of the well or the rock of Miriam coming, the water coming out of the cell and accessing that. A person needing to daven to have the tefillah pour out of him. There's there's a, fra- a framework for tefillah. There's formal prayer, and then there's a person who has the tefillah really pour out of him. Through this type of a tefillah, then he arouses the rachmim of a kaddish baruch hu v'nichtach leva elyon, and a kaddish baruch hu opens up this bechina of leva elyon. Why? Ki ikar rachmim v'leiv v'nishba mileva elyon diburim v'aydei dibur mamshach b'yirei torah gam kein misham. So a person's able to open up the channel by initiating through prayer. Now, the truth is, is it's a little bit of a, a flywheel, as it were. The idea of inspired, sincere prayer opening up this channel to allow Tyra to come down this goes. This really goes both ways. I'm just going to give two points of reference, which I thought were interesting. In Tyra Aleph already, by paragraph Vav, we said we were talking about the idea of tefillas being accepted, and he, he we said over there ki ikar mashe'enis kavlan bakashos. Why is certain tefillas bakashos not accepted? Mach mashe'en ledvarim chayin, because there's no chayin, there's no favor as it were from the one to whose one that uh, you're making the request from. Vein nechnasin believe again. This is where we open up that channel for prayer coming from the lave. Vein nechnasin and the the lave the lave elyon is where we say that once that channel is open, then the response. The, or the relationship with the MS coming from Kaddish Baruch who's going to be Tyra. But over there we said, There's no place where the, you can have access to the Lev. Why? Okay? So over there we said that through the Torah, a person is able to achieve this idea of Chain, and through the Chain, a person is going to be able to uh, have his Tfilas attached to the Lave of the one from whom he's requesting, and therefore he'll be able to have response. So just and we'll just mention one other idea. 
from Tyra Tess. Uh, also, I'm going to read one point from Rabbi Kramer's note, uh, note 59. He says, we've already seen in order to pray properly, a person must attach himself to the absolute truth, the Tyra. This requires his engaging in study for the sake of truth and in a truthful manner. Uh, and he goes on, and this was coming from paragraph 4, where it goes through the Maimur Rabbi Bachana, said, how far are we from the water? He says that this is a Bechina of Shifchi Libech Kamayim Noichach Pnei Hashem. The same idea of having uh, of having Tefila pour out of one's heart like water before a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Uh, and he continues, Amar Lantmani Bechinas Hainu Lima Taira, etc. And then he uh, continues on. Uh, after studying Tyra, he would be able to tell us how far we are from this aspect of water. So again, without go back and listen to those ty- those Tyras. However, we see this idea. It's not just one dimensional. It's it's really Tyra Tefila go together, and we see this over and over again. On one hand, we're talking now about how one can inspire and open up the channel to leave Elyon to have access to the Torah. And on the other hand, we see from Tara Aleph, we see from Tara Tess, that really it's the MS that is able to open up the channel when a person is, the, the language of Torah Tess, a person is in the darkness, they can't break through the darkness, how is it that they can, that they can dive in and have access? It's the MS, the light, that, that, that is able to break through the darkness, and MS is Tara, and therefore the Torah is able to bring one to Tefillah, so... We will keep track of some of these ideas as we go through to understand that really, really, it's cyclical, and for depending where a person is holding, there are different things that he needs to balance out this equilibrium to come to Tyra and Tefillah together. I will just uh, take the liberty, okay, a few extra minutes, but of sharing one thought that I had. I, I think my, it's consistent with what we're talking about. It's certainly consistent, I think, with the idea of tshuva la tshuva we saw in the in, in the earlier tires, and then we're going to jump in. Um, you know, I was thinking that tefillah, probably more than anything else, because relationship-based, it's it's ratzai v'shayv. So there's sometimes a person is feels incredibly connected, and there's sometimes when a person cools off, and there's different ways of a person has to be baki baratzai, baki b'shayv, a person has to understand how to deal with this. And and generally speaking, you know, this might be how a person looks at this. You know, every, everything is cyclical, involved in a relationship, and uh, and sometimes you're feeling it less. But the what I was thinking was. A person is holding in in a in a certain place. Let's say, for argument's sake, uh, a person's five years old, and their idea of expressing themselves is to share their snack. I don't know. So now you have this person, and they become a little bit more mature. They have a little bit more of a depth of understanding. Now they're 10, ultimately 15, 20. They go through life, and they have a much deeper understanding, first of all, of this other person who they're in a relationship with, and also what a meaningful interaction is. As they get older, now what happens is that they go, and they go share their snack, or, or, or vice versa, and they're not feeling it. Now the question is, why are they not feeling it? Do they say, well, I, I don't understand. Something went cold about the relationship. The, 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 what, what I was thinking was, no. As they graduated, they became more mature in their depth of understanding than to maintain the level of relationship that they had, which ultimately will be a much more primal and deeper expression as the person grows in his in his depth, it requires, the, the, the nature of that connection becomes very different. So what happens is that where I stand today, I feel, you know what, I'm doing the same thing that I did back then. Back then I felt so connected and now, now I don't feel connected. 
The truth is that the way that I need to relate to the other person, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to whoever I'm in a relationship with, from where I stand now, is drastically different. And if I'm not working up to there, then everything else is really becoming stale. And the, the, the motions that I might have gone through at an earlier stage, they're just not appropriate. They're silly. You wouldn't have a business meeting and go share a bag of chips. And this this goes as we graduate. And I think that that applies over here as well. Um, Tyra is is MS. The more that a person learns Tyra, the more that they're Davuk in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person is five years old and they learn Tyra. A person is 10 years old and they learn Torah. They learn Chumash. They learn some of the stories in Torah. First of all, in Tyra itself, if a person is now 20 or 25 or 30 and they have life experience, they have other ideas, and they're learning Chumash in the same way that they learned Chumash and the stories when they were five years old, they're not relearning the story from their point of view now. What they're doing is they're just chazering they're just chazering the Torah, the five-year-old Torah, over and over again. First of all, that their Torah is not going to increase, and they're going to start either losing respect, losing an attachment, losing a connection to that. However, if they increase in their depth in MS and in Tyra, so now they're holding in a different place. The tefillah has to be different, and it works it, it works in both directions. So I think that this is one way I was looking at it, how really Tyra, which is MS, it's dvekist in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Tefillah is me, a person ultimately comes to his batlus, but it's me... Baruch Atta. I mean, you graduate, right? You say, Asher Kedesh Shana That's a third person. There's Baruch Atta. There's me opposite of Kaddish Baruch Hu, Nochach, me having an encounter with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, when a person learns Tyra, so then I, my mind, or, I mean, what am I? I'm my thought process, my emotion, my mind. When I adopt, when I, when I think along Torah lines, I'm mamish being Dovuk in a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And this, this process goes back and forth. Um, Okay, something so, something to chew on as we as, as we see these different tyras that are discussing really the two aspects of where a person comes to MS and Tyra and that opens up his connection to Tefillah and over here where a person is able to inspire Tefillah and that is able to bring him to be Mam Shech Tyra. Let's let let uh, let's start diving into paragraph Gimel. So as we talk about bringing down Tyra and ultimately the the tefillah that is going to inspire this Tyra, there's a difference between uh, Tyra and lessons that a person is going to be learning by himself and that that he's going to be explaining to a rabim. When a person is darshning, he's teaching, he's expounding in public. He's, he ties himself, we're going to try to explain this a little bit, with the help of, I think, you know, maybe one of the Iker places, or certainly a, a primary place where this idea comes up, is in Torah Yud Gimel. Uh, he ties himself, not just, let's say, representing their behalf, a person, Mamish, we could talk about the idea of empathy, what, what does it mean to be makasher yourself to somebody, but a person is makasher themselves to these other other neshamas v'shoifech sichay utfilasay lifnei Hashem is barach, and now that a person is intertwined with those who he's going to be dashing to, this Torah might be the hamshacha might be via this person who's teaching, but ultimately it's going to be directed and it's coming down on behalf not just to others but to this person who's now makasher himself. He's bringing down the Torah to be able to give it to them. Uh, and he and from this perspective he davens bevadai hain el kabir lo yemas. So then certainly the Hakadosh Baruch Hu is great, mighty lo yemas, and he will not 
despise. Now, what does this mean? So the the end of the pasuk actually says, "Heinel kabir v'lo yimas kabir koyach lev." The, if, if the Rabbi Chaim Kramer is no, it says, what do we learn from this Pasuk? That when there there's a great, when there are numbers, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not despise the prayers, and he brings a Gemara in Bracha Staf Ches, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not reject a Tefillas Rabbim. Interestingly, by the way, just as a, a, an aside, we say that uh, Tefillah B'Tzibor, is able to uh, break down barriers and, and will be answered. I believe there's a ritva, I think I remember seeing it uh, in the Southeast Rosh Hashanah, that when a person davens, let's say a person wants their kid to do well in school or they're davening for a shidduch, so even when I'm davening, am I davening for myself? Or I could say, I want the children of this this in this community to do well, and my child among them. I am looking for a shidduch for a person who I know, uh, a shidduch, shidduch, shidduchim in general for this community, for Klal Yisrael, for all of Hashem's children, and my child among them. That tefillah be'etzem is a tefillah rabbim. That, 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 that is a tefillah be'tzibor. I'm coming to the tefillah with the tzibor, and me among them, that the tefillah itself becomes much more powerful, and my tefillah is part of that. So that's a just an insight. I can look up the source. It's an insight into how one can structure their tefillah. I'm not coming on my own merits. I'm coming with the with the tefillah's rabbim. I'm coming with the tefillah b'tzibur, which we're going to see in a second in this taira. How we're how we're unpacking the koyach of that. Now the, uh, uh, the now the end of the pasuk we mentioned says kabir uh, koyach lev. So this already starts to starts to jibe with what we've been talking about. That the lev that's alluded to says Rav Chaim Kramer is the one from which the impassioned words are aroused by prayer. When the person who's preparing to give a lesson attaches himself to the group of people who have come to hear the Torah, his prayer now becomes a communal prayer, and now he's able to draw explanations from this lev from this lev elyon. So we're really plugging in the ideas that we that we talked about. In the last in the last paragraph that we introduced with, what where, how does one structure not just a personal prayer, not just a personal impassioned plea, but how does one really leverage the idea of this of this uh, of this prayer of this shayfech that the 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 prayer that's coming pouring out of him in order to inspire the maximum amount of Torah because the Torah is going to relate. It's a Inspiration is a rusa de lasata, you can call it. It's an inspiration from below that's going to have a corresponding. Now it might be exponential, but it's going to have a corresponding channel open up for the Torah to come down. So the more that we can change the nature of this prayer, the more that the corresponding Torah is going to be coming down. And when the Torah, when the prayer that's coming is not just the tefillah of one, no matter how sincere he is, but it's the tefillahs rabbim, because when he makes the prayer, he is makasher himself to the others that this Torah is going to relate to. That's going to reflect itself in the way that the Torah comes down. So he says, about tefilas yachid, if a person is davening as a tefilas yachid, Now, we're not we're discussing exactly just that the tefillah will be maybe more finely tailored um, to this person, it'll be more narrow. What we're saying, actually, is that there's going to be a fundamental difference in whether the tefillah is accepted or whether HaKadosh Baruch Hu despises the tefillah. Now, this is very interesting also, by the way, because we're let's assume for a second, I don't know if this is going to be true, but let's let's just talk about this. The person who's teaching the Torah is the Tzadik, the Tamil Chachab. He's the one, let's assume he's the most right to be the Rebbe or the Rav. This is pretty incredible if you think about it, right? So now you have the person who is the Tzadik. See, we've been talking throughout the Torah about attaching oneself to the Tzadik, praying through the Tzadik. But can, can the prayer that the Tzadik davens be better than if he 
attaches himself to me, maybe we would think that it'll average out. So if the tzaddik is on level 99 or 100, and I'm on level 40, so why why should the tzaddik's tefillah, I understand why my tefillah is going to be better, why should the tzaddik's tefillah be better? Says says the Torah now, again, it is incredible, chew on this for a little bit. It means that there's a certain shlemus. First of all, the tefillah is different. A tefillah that's on behalf of others is a fundamentally different prayer because there's a difference between a tefillah b'tzibur and a yachid, such that even if now the prayer is including people who might be on a lower level, that's a fundamentally different prayer than if it was a tefillah yachid, even though the tzaddik was the one praying, and I want to explore that a little bit more as well. So now going to the psukim in Bamidbar, this is a bechina of speak to the sela, speak to the boulder in their presence. What does this mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded to Moshe to be Mamshech Biurei Taira from the Sela, to bring out the Meimei Taira from the Sela. We said it's Tzur Levavi, this is Lev Elyon. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu had to start off with Diburim. Therefore, he had to be Ma'irer, this, 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 HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us how to do it, but there's a process. Moshe Rabbeinu had to be Ma'irer from the Lev Elyon, that the Taira should come down from this Lev Elyon. Shetfi Loschatia B'Shashet but what type of prayer? This is Moshe Rabbeinu. This is Meshchina Medabim Telchrono. This is Anav Mikol Adam. What type of prayer did Moshe Rabbeinu? But still, is you could say he's Nechlal of Klal Yisrael and so forth. Okay, other ideas, and we'll speak to that in a second. What type of prayer did Moshe Rabbeinu need to be Ma'ira from Leva Elyon in this particular context? Now, whether Moshe Rabbeinu needed it or not, or maybe it's just so that we could learn from, it's a tefillah where it was tefillah b'tzibur. I will mention that Rav Chaim Kramer in the note brings from the May Hanachal, um, although in the key biblical passage of this lesson from Bamidbar Parakhaf, we also find that Kaddish Baruch Hu told Moshe gather the community. Rabbi Nachman chose to quote these words from Sefer Dvarim. The reason is that the directive to gather the people, which appears in Bamidbar, was not so that Moshe might bind himself to them, but so that he might subdue their evil, which is a totally separate rectification, separate idea, and we're going to discuss that also. So now we're already balancing out. This is multidimensional. One is what type of prayer needs to be Ma'ira something coming from Leva Elyon via the Tzaddik. And the other thing is, what's the benefit to the people and the individuals? Now, it's not just that in order for the Tzaddik to be Mam on behalf of Klai Yisrael, he has to be Makasha himself to make a better tefillah, but it's also that the people, by joining, they're going to rectify their own Ra by being in touch with the Tzaddik and by joining in this prayer. I mentioned also, V'zeh HaKel Esa'am, this refers to the post-Shemitah mitzvah that the king would gather people together in order to teach Torah. Also, first he had to, this in this idea, he had to bind himself with the people, and he had to pray that he should uh, be able to be Mamshech the Torah from the Leva Elyon. So we see this uh, this idea, and we're going to go further. Now, two points. One, one is just in line with the, the idea of subduing the Ra and the people that come. It's actually going to be just as relevant as we start the next paragraph. The Chilik ben Alomid mitocha sefer ben Hashemim piachacham atzmo. That the difference between coming and hearing from the chacham or learning from a sefer. I'm just going to read a small thing we already recently addressed in Tyre Yates, the idea of learning from a sefer. But I'm going to quote from Kitzelikut Maran. Why isn't it? Now, there's two things really over here. 
One is the benefit to the one who hears the Torah, where he hears it directly from the Tzadik, which we addressed in Torah test, and how it affects the person. And the other one, like we saw, is the benefit to the to the Klal, to the Torah that's actually going to be brought down. If in advance of teaching the Torah, the Tzadik is, uh, is davening, is being makasha to the people. This does not necessarily, at least on its face, address whether or not the tzaddik, you know, davened on behalf of the person before he said the Torah, but in any event, Torah tests, it says over here why it's necessary to travel to the tzaddik, and he goes on to say that there is a very big difference. Again, speaking from the point of view of the learner from the tzaddik, that this person receives Lashna Kodesh in a perfected form with Yerushimayim, with Yerushimayim. So go back to Torah Tess, a uh, very fundamental Torah. This is really talking about the idea from, uh, from you know, uh, one perspective, not necessarily uh, exactly what we're discussing over here. The second point that I want to reference is Tyriyad Gimel. Again, it's easier. I'm going to just use the Kitzli Kutimaran to um, to for for efficiency in paragraph Hey. In paragraph in paragraph uh, and he goes on. So when the he says that when the chacham takes the nefashos and ascends with them, and he brings down and brings down the oizmiv techa, the the trusted fortress. It's the way that he uh, translates it in this in this one. So then he generates uh, he generates uh, certain types and he talks over there and he continues in paragraph hey that. Each and call elu bnei adam abam lechacham hadar. Every single one of the people who come to the chacham hadar has eze rotzayin taiv has some sort of a goodwill, a good desire, and the tzaddik just point of interest over here. Maybe you could th- try to think more deeply in terms of the the role when you know when when somebody is serving in terms of teaching the Torah and somebody is playing the role of the tzaddik in terms of bringing these things together. He switches language. He's, first he says call elu bnei adam habam lechacham hadar. And then he says, "Vatzadik Maila Kol Elu Haritzaynais." Just very interesting. One of the ideas that we've been trying to keep track of as we go: the role of the tzaddik versus just the tzaddik being a description of a person. But in any event, he says that the tzaddik is Maila. He elevates these desires, and thereby Mechadesh Nafshei Seim Shel Elu Anoshma Baimei Lava Vaydez Who Maybe Is Galus Haterush Aymeraz Bifneim. That he rejuvenates these nefashos of those who come to him, and this way he brings down the Torah revelation that he will then teach him. Thus, each one of the people who is present has actually a share in the Torah teaching, but not just in the Torah teaching. In terms of when the tzaddik is giving it over, it's a share in the Torah teaching because that's what ultimately is brought down to the tzaddik. He continues in saying that every person has to strengthen and rouse himself to come to the tzaddik with these with these retainers so that they can have the best possible uh, rejuvenation. He continues on. He talks about the idea of people hearing from a tzaddik rather than from somebody else, from one of his talmidim. So we we addressed uh, a few minutes ago the difference between hearing from a tzaddik versus a sefer, even the tzaddik wrote. He also addresses the idea of hearing directly from the tzaddik instead of one of the other people. 
and he also continues on that people that travel come to the tzaddik should experience an increased love for one another. Now, there's so much here. Obviously, we're not going to unpack it. Go back, listen to, you know, learn through as deep as possible. Tari Gimel really addressed a lot of these concepts. Um, one of the ideas that I will mention is that the Torah is uh, the, the, the the Kabbalah Torah is referred to as Yom Hakal, one of the Pesukim I think in, in Sefer Dvarim, uh, and also another Kimu Kiblu, also by Purim. It says by the Gemara in in Megillah says that Yud, it's talking about when the Megillah can be read. So it says Yud Gimel. We don't need a special limit because Yud Gimel's Man Kehila Lecholhi. And I heard from Ravan Lopiansky an idea when we talk about an ada there's a certain amount it, it's a certain amount of uh, it's a certain hashivas in who the people are uh, and there's a there's a limit for ada but a kahila at sibor it's the idea of a certain shlemos right in brachas perhaps we could talk about the idea of having a you know what's more hush of a larger piece of bread but that's not complete or something that's smaller but it has a certain shlemos and it's very interesting uh, just sort of an outside thought but purim ask uh, useful for that as we come together but over here is increasing the love as we come to the tzaddik and I think that it really closely aligns with the way that we've been thinking about it Everybody, if, if they have a good rotzon, like we just said, coming to the tzaddik, wanting to draw an attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and learn, that means that in a certain sense, even though everybody has their own path, everybody has, let's call it in a certain sense, the same Yetzer Toiv. Again, not my Vart. Uh, it's my understanding of something I heard from Ravon Lopiansky. Everybody has the same Yetzer Toiv, but we have a different Yetzer Hara, meaning we don't really want to go away from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's just that we have a certain Taiva. So I have Taiva A, you have Taiva B, another person has Taiva C, all different ones. But the Yetzer Tov has a exponential effect because we all have the same Yetzer Tov, which means that as people come together, it forms a shlemus in all of the different aspects of coming close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And as a tzibur, not as an individual, as a tzibur, any given Yetzer Hara can be balanced out and leveraged um, by, by by the nature of the completion of the shlemus of going towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if you think about managing a team, right? In other words, you can have the shlemus of all of the pieces coming and working together towards a common goal, not, you know, notwithstanding the fact that different employees or different, uh, different players have certain drawbacks that they can't accomplish, but if they're coming together with other people where they can balance and account for those chesreinos, so then it's not ultimately going to take it, take away from the shlemus of the whole. And Matan uh, Taira was something that was Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that was that was the Yom Hakol coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu by Purim Tarish Peh, really very close along with this Torah. That was really generated by us. It was the people coming together, this idea of forming a kahila, and then we have Mardachai Tzadik, we've discussed in other terrors the idea of Mardachai, but the the coming together as a kahila, as a shlemos, and then generating this Isarusa de Lasata, I think the Arizal, some Nusrach Sfar Tzadurim even have that says that the Ari would be Makabal, uh, before davening, it, it ends up being a spotless to the, to the Kahal, to the Tzibur, to the ultimate purpose. And therefore, when I'm davening, it's not, it's not about me. It's about, it, it's about Shlemus. It's creating, it's about creating Hashras Hashchina and opening up those channels. Um, good time, good time of year to focus on that.
So now, Ais Dalid, we're going to go into the chilek between somebody who learns Torah from a Sefer to somebody who hears from the Chacham. Again, not the first time that we've addressed this concept, but let's see how it's going to be addressed over here. This is the difference between somebody who learns from a Sefer and somebody who hears from the Chacham. Why? What is the difference, rather? One who's hearing directly from the Chacham himself is Niskasher, he binds, he ties up his Neshama with the Neshama of the Chacham, Bishas Filasai Kanal, meaning that the. Now, interestingly, just to. To just thinking out loud, you know, there, there's different ways of talking about a. A bond, I can't tell you that I have it all fleshed out, but maybe it's something that we could think about. So there's, you could talk about a kesher, you could talk about tying a knot uh, between two things, you could talk about sewing. When it comes up, let's say in Shabbos, if you sew two things together, you're taking two things and then you are going to connect them via a third substance, the thread, the glue, that's one type of connection. Now, what you can also have is a, you could have two things that are woven in together, right? I guess if you have like shotness, two threads that now become a third type of thread. When you have a kesher, what you do is you take two separate things, you tie them together, so now they're not, they become inseparable, there's a bond over there, but they're not becoming like a third substance. It's two it's two separate threads that are tied together that could be that, that could be untied by by the way, right? So I'm just I'm throwing this out there. It's something that we're gonna keep on the back burner for now. Sometimes we talk about being nichlal within the tzaddik, right? Over here we're talking about a kesher. A person comes and they bind themselves to the tzaddik in a way that they preserve their own identity, but that there's a strong attachment over there. So let's see if let's see if we uh, if we end up thinking anything about that later. V'yesh lezeha adam, and there is to this person who ultimately hears the Torah chelak bebir hazeh. There's a there's a benefit like we we mentioned earlier as well. There's two there's two ideas going on when we're talking about the person who's bound to the tzaddik who now has a chelak in the Torah when the tzaddik now davens and brings in the Torah. One is there's going to be a difference in the type of Torah brought down to the tzaddik himself that's able to be passed along, and there's a difference in that Torah. There's also a benefit to the person who comes. So we says this person is going, is going to be a benefit to the uh, to a difference in the type of the Torah and also a benefit to the person. Now, the fact that he has a chilek in this beer, that doesn't just mean that you're telling me something that I can appreciate. If I have a chilek in this explanation, it means that it's going to resonate within me. There's going to be a piece of that Torah, as it were, a piece of this idea that specifically relates to me. I'll be able to integrate it. I'll be able to incorporate it. I'll be able to relate to this Torah. It's very different than trying to to, sometimes you need a mushal, right? Sometimes I have an idea that it's, it, you, you don't have any sort of like an attachment point to that idea, and therefore I take a separate mushal, and I use the mushal, which is a, a, a universe that you can relate to, and I try to take the principle from, you know, thing A, and then preserve that principle in terms of how it's repackaged. Over here, it's saying that the, that now the Torah that comes down, the person is going to have a chilek in it, because what opened up and inspired was Ma'irer from the Leva Elyon to be able to create the attachment to bring down the Torah in a certain way. Nitaisif Kedusha Lamala. Through the Tefillah, there was added Kedusha Lamala. V'chol Tefillah Hayotzeis Meharbe Neshamas Himoisefes Kedusha Lamala. 
So we're talking about a dynamic here. In other words, upstairs, so to speak, there's unlimited Kedusha. So it's, what does it mean that we're adding Kedusha Lamala? There's this idea, we, we spoke about it earlier, HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranged a system where the, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to pour is going to be responsive to our actions. It's going to be responsive to a Sarusa Dilasata, if we call it like that, an awakening from below. Depending on what we initiate down here is going to be the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu responds and, and, and opens up the faucet. The Nefesh Chaim talks about it in the beginning, uh, towards the beginning of Shar Aleph. He brings a couple of psukim, Tzur Yelod Chateshi, and a few other psukim. What does it mean that we can strengthen or weaken HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kiviyacho? In other words, what, what's strength and weakness? It's when two things are relative, right? If you have a diamond and a glass, when they go together and one scratches the other, you say that the first thing is stronger. It's the interaction between two things, the effect that one thing has on another, that's something that we refer to and it's measurable, it's in terms of strength. So what does it mean that we can that we can strengthen, weaken Kivyahol? What it means is that Hakarish Baruchu is going to react because that's the system that he put in place to our actions over here, uh, or a thought, speech, deed, uh, to whatever we do. Over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to open up the faucet more or less in terms of the terror that's going to come down from Lev Elyon, and the, the uh, that's going to be in response to the tefillah. The tefillah is going to be formed by the, the tzaddik sending it up, but also if it's going to include all of those who are makasha to the tzaddik, it's going to be a different type of tefillah. On, on one hand, I guess you could say it'll be more multifaceted, but at, at a certain point, if it's if a person is really makabel something like the haftel reicha kamocha, so if it's all Jews, it's not just it's not just more perspectives, more points of view. At a certain point, it reaches a state of actual shleimus. A person has bathless towards his role within Klal Yisrael, but over here, in any event, the level of tefillah, the the quality of the tefillah, is going to be changed, and so will the corresponding uh, flow of Torah that comes from Leiv Elyon, Vleiv Elyon, Shofech. And therefore, the quality of what comes down from Leva Elyon of the Torah that pours out, again, we're using the Shaifech, because we use the term Shaifech by the Tefillah as well, the type of Tefillah that's pours out of one, um, which is interesting. We, I, I think or we referenced this earlier in Tefillah 9, the difference perhaps between formal prayer, which a person knows what to do, and something pours out of you, so then it's not even like it's not even like there's a, a mouthpiece, right? If you have a pitcher, it's not that it gathers inside the, the mouthpiece and then the mouthpiece delivers it. As you pour it, it just pours it out of you. It come, it, it's much more internal. It's like the, the uh, perhaps, it's like the, the glass blower muscle that we use in other places when we talk about a Kodesh Baruch Hu uh, blowing in the Neshama. So perhaps we could say that that's, you know, obviously not as, uh, it, it's not as uh, subtle as air, Pouring something's already a little bit more more gas. It's more of a substance, perhaps we could say. But but at that point, we're talking about the tefillah pouring out of us, and then ultimately a corresponding and that's going to correspond to those who are present uh, at the time that the chacham is darshaning. I don't know how that would apply to uh, listening online or whatever, but um, over, but but in any event, the, the the those listeners who are included in the Torah that's going to come down ultimately flow through to the tzad. The ken yaiser kedusha, so so too the the kedusha lamala will be will be increased, and there will be a greater amount of shefa. But bechinas va'ata kadosh yoshev tilos yisrael. That means va'ata kadosh being takadosh baruch hu. But yoshev tilos yisrael is enthroned on the praises of klal yisrael. Ayidei tehilos yisrael. 
through the tehillos, the praises, the tefillas of Klal Yisrael, that these are the tefillas that we're saying are 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 are, are formed when the Chacham is Mekusher to Klal Yisrael, Yoyshev Tila Yisrael, Nitoisev Ketushaso, so we're linking these two things together, Viata Kadosh, Yoyshev Tila Yisrael, and thrown down the praises of Yisrael, this affects the Kedusha. Period. Next thought. So now we're going to put two ideas uh, together that we previously had. We said that as people come to the Tzaddik, one of them is that it's going to change the nature of the Tefillah, which the Tzaddik, uh, which Tzaddik prays, uh, ultimately uh, changing what essentially he's sending up, which will open up the uh, the, the, the respon- responsiveness differently so that a different quality of Torah pours down from Leve Elyon. And then the people there will ultimately have a chalik in that. You can appreciate something that you don't have a chalik in, but it will resonate differently. We also said that when people come to the tzaddik, we spoke about in Torah test, when people come to the tzaddik, so then it's machnia, it's, it's machnia the ra in them. Which uh, there's different ways to look at, but one one way that we that we addressed it was people are coming to the tzaddik. They all have a tzad tov to them. As you know, it's like a lot of candles together. It becomes strengthened. That tzad tov becomes incredibly strong in the face of MS, Sheker goes away, right? Uh, we so. As people, this is my thought. Uh, I'm just introducing this, and there's other, you know, there's other. We'll see a little uh, excerpt from the Kutelachas in a second. When a lot of people come together with the Tzad Tzov all to bind together, so then the whole becomes greater than some of its parts. It's instead of a lot of individual little lights, it all joins together. That's the force of the Tzad Tzov that they're all coming together to the Tzadik to hear Taira. Now they have their individual Chesreinus, so their individual Yitzharahs. Those things don't have power. Those are just a lot of individual uh, little things. And therefore, the force of kedusha, the force of the, the, the force of of, uh, of tshuva and ratzon to come close to a kaddish baruch Hu, that that becomes exponential, and that has that effect. And in the face of that, the fact that each person has their own individual chisar and their own individual taiva, their own individual tzadara, that's going to become that's going to come dwarfed, and it's not going to become irrelevant in the face of in the face of the klal, in the face of the entity of the klal. So let's see how he addresses this over here. Gam those who are there at the time of the drush, and I think we're combining this not just at the time of the drush, but at the time meaning that they are nichlal in the tefillah that brings down the drush, nichna rish asam. Their rishos will also become subservient, it'll become subdued. Let's just see a little extra from the Kutah Halachas, and Halachas Sulch Suda. Dalit test. I'm just going to read this. Ikram Drawing down the Torah is through Tshuva. Tshuva is where we are coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This elevation of those who are far away. Like we see in this Torah. Ashrei Am is Simon Yugimel, by the way, the one that we've already mentioned. The Iker uh, bringing down of Tyra is Kefi, the uh, the people and more people is more of the uh, of those Nefashais that are there at the time of the Drush. The Tzadik uh, subdues their Risha, their the Ra that's there. Any of the not the Rishas, any of the Ra that's there. Everybody has a tzad ra through his 
strength through through his in a certain sense rulership coordinate. I mean, he, he's he's the one uh, again. The the tzaddik is the role, like we saw in Torah Bays. He's the one who, even if everybody comes with their piece of the mishkan and each piece is individually perfect, the tzaddik, even if he doesn't have his own piece, he's the one who coordinates this into a structure that can have hashras hashchina. So the structure, the rulership that the tzaddik, so to speak, brings to the table is able to, to take all these separate pieces and turn it to something where, which can bring down. It could be hashras hashchina. It could bring down the Torah. It has that effect. And now the fact that each individual piece has their own in the individual little row over there, that, that that's not going to stop this. So now that this becomes part of the process. It's like if you have you know four sides of a of a square, or rather, I guess you could say six sides of a cube. Now you have the center. That really defines the whole, the point in the middle of all of the spokes of the wheel. So the tzaddik is the one who is defining the entire thing. He's the one who's makasher asman of shosam shasat fila. Now everything ties into that to that center point. He brings more Torah down kafi the riboy nefasha shekemoche in this rabak dushel amala kanal like we've been describing nimza sheikram shachas Torah they are nefasha shemachnia rasha lehem they are machnia the rabbi what does it mean they are machnia the rabbi like if you think about our spokes in the wheel example so where does everything tie together everything ties together at that center point the fact that everything has its own set of rod doesn't compare to the new entity that's created as its own makasha to the tzaddik and therefore it elevates them to tshuva so this is the effect that it has as everybody comes together b'shas hadrosh through the tov of the chacham that's giving the drasha, which again has this this uh, this exponential, this tying together effect that brings together the tov and it creates this new entity, this new powerhouse of tov uh, that that the, the rod does not stand in the face of. That's I think the way that I understand this. According to the hachna, the uh, you know, sub- subduing it, it's it, uh, of of the riches of the ra of the anashim that are there. So too, the oivim also ha- are become subservient. They don't stand in the face of the good. What does this mean? Lave Elyon. So if the lave, the lave is at the heart of it, you know, pun intended, I guess, the lave, the lave is at the heart of what we're trying to open up. So this lave Elyon is going to be surrounded by klipa. This is the lushin that we use. We usually compare it to, let's say, a nut, uh, or you could use an orange if it makes you, uh, makes you feel better. The, that orange is going to have multiple levels of klipa. The way that we've discussed it before is that there's certain klipa that really has no value in its own, that nobody eats the the shell of the peanut or the peel of the orange. Okay, leave aside for a second that people have, you know, do eat the peel of the orange with, you know, covered with chocolate or whatever, but l- let's leave that aside. No, nobody eats the peel of something. It's really garbage, but what it is there is that it's there to pr- to, to protect uh, the fruit. So while it's attached to the fruit, so then there's the, 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 the there's the klipa, but ultimately it's not really redeemable for anything, uh, you know, for, for anything for what it has. We always talk about klipa snoga. I guess if in, in our mushal, that you you could say that there's the little uh, skin of each individual section of the orange. If it's there to serve the orange, you eat it together. So then it could be used for the good. If you would peel it off, sometimes like on a grapefruit, you could actually peel that part off. So then nobody would eat that separately. It relates to his klipa, so it doesn't have any inherent value. It depends if it's serving the good or if it becomes separated. So there's real klipa, the real shell. There's the, 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 the we say that there's three different types of klipa based on the pasuk nicheskel. There's klipa snoiga that can really go either way depending. 
depending on what it's attached to, and then there's the fruit itself. Bottom line is there's this dynamic where the leva elyon is going to be surrounded by klipois, whatever whatever that means to us for night now. But bechinas, like the pasuk in Yecheskel said, says zois yushalayim samticha besoich hagayim. Yushalayim, the the note over here brings from eitz chayim. Zois Yerushalayim so chagoyim samtia usvivoy seha aratzos. Yerushalayim is in the middle of the goyim with aratzos around it, and he says ki malchus asia nikro Yerushalayim. So this idea of malchus of the level of asia is Yerushalayim usvivoy seha heim haklipas heim shivim sarem hanizker beparshas vayakel brings from Mizayar. This is uh, we just talked about in the last heard about Lashna Kaidesh and the Shivim Umais, the other languages. So over here we see that Yerushalayim, which we just said represents Malchus of Asiya, is at the core. It's at the heart. This is what we have to access with our tefillas by pouring our tefillas out with that, by pouring right with no barriers. It doesn't even get. Uh, separated by the lips, it just pours out. What would, th- this is able to access to go into Lev Elyon where the Torah will go before, and this is where we're, how we're able to get past the klipa. So again, back in the pasuk, it says, "Samtia uh, goyim." Uh, okay, different gears. One says "besoch goyim samtia." You could look up the pasuk, but in any event, "zos yushalayim samtia besoch hagoyim vehi leiv elyon." Different gears. So this yushalayim, this is the leiv elyon. This is what we have to access where the Torah comes forth. Right, Torah comes forth from Zion. Mebechinas dabru aleiv yushalayim which is in the middle of the Goyim, between the Klipos, and once we're Dabru, Alevi Yushlayim, once we're, uh, interesting also, that we've had before, that, that Dabra is Malchus, Dabra Chaladar, but when, once we say our tefillah, our speech, it pours out of us, this is how we're able to access Yushlayim, gets past the Klipos, and therefore, through people coming together to be with the Tzaddik, when he sends up this tefillah, ultimately this, again, this brings people together, this has an exponential effect on the Tov, this is machnia the Ra in them, the corresponding effect of being machnia the Ra in all of those who come together with the Tzaddik, and are makasha themselves to the Tzaddik, so that he sends the tefillah up, what corresponds is that the Ra that's in the klipa surrounding the Lev Yerushalayim will also have a subjugating effect, I think was the word I was looking for, have a subjugating effect to the Ra, to the Klipa around Leiv Elyon, and therefore, as there's this Tshuva, there's this unifying, there's this Shlemus effect to the to, to the group that's incorporated, tied to the Tzaddik, that sends the Tefillah up, there will be a corresponding strength and purity of the uh, of the Torah that gets sent down from Leiv Elyon, which will not be impeded by the Klipa around it. And this is this is where we are right now. This this connection that's formed the mila of people who are coming to the tzaddik in advance of his giving the drush, rather than just reading the ideas out of a sefer, which could be appreciated, but it's a totally different dynamic. So this idea of the tzaddik who is machnia the ra, who subjugates the ra of those who come to him, which we spoke out a little bit, is bechinas mata. This is the staff. Rulership. Sha'amra Kadish Baruchu Lemoshe Kaches Matcha. Kadish Baruchu says to Moshe to take the Mata, to take the staff, Hakel, and gather Esaeda. Again, the way that we explained Kahol by Yom HaKahol by Zman Kilo Lacholhi. The point is not so much the quantity, right? Because otherwise we could talk about Ada, we could talk in terms of Hashivas. The point is that it's a Kahila. 
Now the question is: Is why does Moshe need the mata to gather the community? We're not talking about the mata to hit this to, to hit the rock with mata is a bechinas mamsheles v'koyach in line with what we spoke out a few minutes ago. A reference to Beis the koyach the role the strength of what the tzaddik is able to do is through this ability to gather the community and at which point he's going to be shayfech the tefila speak to the rock the tzor the leva elyon. That's the point. The mata is not to hit. Otherwise, what do you need the mata for? Well, if you're not going to hit the, if you're not going to hit the rock anyway, what's the point of the mata? The point of the mata was the strength and the role, the ability to form the kahila. Shal yado nechnam kol oivim hein lemata. Yeah, lemata through it all of the enemies which are lemata. That whether it's below and above, again, this corresponding effect of being machnia the ra in the individuals that come together to form the the kahila with ultimately the uh, with ultimately the rotzon for and to get closer to a kaddish baruch Hu, and the corresponding hachna subjugation of the oivim of the klipa that's surrounding leva elyon, so that all of that falls away and is able to form the strength of this connection. Once we can do this, so then the tefillah goes up and forms a direct hit and has the corresponding uh, Taira coming from Levelion. Vizehu mate uzcha. And this is what it means, the staff of your strength, Yishlach Hashem mitzion. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send from Tzion Hainu HaMitzvahis Umaisim Toivim, the, the mitzvahs, the Maisim Tovim, that the Chacham does, Shehem Tziyunim, Lidvar Melyonim, that these are... Uh, Symbols, signs, right? A tzion. Sometimes we talk about a tzion is like a. Uh, it's a grave marker. It's a, it's a marker. We have to know where it is for tumah. That, that's what a tzion is. So these mitzvahs ma'isim tovim are tzionim to dvar melyonim. Meaning that even if the mitzvahs that are done, they, a person is shaking a lulav, a person is putting on fill, and these are these are physical acts. But everything that we do corresponds to something above. I think interestingly, we uh, we mentioned the example that I remember seeing from Revolba Zechutat is uh, he was giving. A, there was a discussion. One of the vadim is on is, is on was on meisim was on the idea of meisa, and he was talking about the idea that different actions have different corresponding you know spiritual things, which shouldn't seem so uh, strange to us in in a world where there's you know electricity. Why should you know turning on a switch have a certain effect? So that's a little bit more physical because you're closing certain uh, certain circuits. Uh, you know, cell phones, right? We can't see it, but okay, this, you know, the more technology we have, the more that we're able to explain away and articulate the teva of why things work. So the example that Revolbi gave was procreation. Why is it that a certain physical act should literally have the effect of bringing down a neshama and shamayim into a guf, regardless of, regardless of how you explain it, you can literally see th- this interplay between an, b- between spirituality and a physical act, where one physical act should have an effect and another one wouldn't. So the same idea, why should blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah, on Aleph or Bez Tishrei, have a different effect than on Gimel Tishrei? Or, you know, for that matter, where the Nefesh HaChaim says davening before Zman Tfilah or after Zman Tfilah, shaking a lulav on Sukkot or on any other day. The acts that we have have actual spiritual uh, correlation with, with what's going on upstairs, and therefore the mitzvahs, the ma'asim tovim. What we see, what we see going on downstairs, that is a tzion. That's a simon. What, what's going on upstairs? Shemahem nase mate oiz. 
for th- this is what's creating a staff of strength, so to speak, lahachnia oivim, the the power that's created to subjugate Ra. Now, of course, the strength of good far outweighs the strength of evil, meaning that you have uh, you, you could have one lahabdil. Uh, if you say two plus two is four. There's an infinite amount of wrong answers as to what two plus two is not. We can have a million arguments because they're all equally wrong, equally wrong in different ways, right? So there could be a thousand different forms of Ra. Once you introduce truth into the process, then Mela, they all fall away. The more of an attachment that we have to MS, the more of an attachment that we have to Tov, the more that we strengthen the power of truth and exponentially, and we're Makasha to the Tzaddik, and the Tzaddik does mitzvahs, etc., etc. So the more power there is to, like Mata Oz, to form this Kehila, to, to exponentially increase the Tov, and then all of the Ra will simply will, will simply fall away, right? The Rishas this Pasuk, it says, rule amidst your enemies, meaning, that this is the end of that Pasuk, through the Mateos, through this power, this Koyach that the Tzaddik wields in order to be Machnia, the Klipa, above through his actions, through this, so really, the 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 Rebbe is addressing it both ways. Earlier on, we said from the fact that he's machnia the ra below, there's going to be a corresponding hachna of the ra above, and now he's showing that really it, it, it corresponds below and above correspond. So too, the when the tzaddik is able to be machnia the ra above, so then that's also going to have a corresponding effect to the ra below. We addressed, I think, at the end of Torah Dalit, maybe um, we, we talked. About about, you know, that when a person does certain things, it can have an achuva effect to a Russia that he's never met that's on the other side of the world. That it, but there's a balance within creation. Once you do something and it changes that balance, it could be that somebody you've never even heard of is going to have an idea there's going to be a achuva effect someplace totally else. So what the tzaddik does below affects above. And now, what the tzaddik also affects above through his actions below, meaning he does mitzvah, which is machnia, certain ra above, that's also going to have a corresponding effect to the hachna of the ra below in the people that come to the Chacham. Vizehu, and now this, we're going to link to the Apostolic in Eicha, Perak Beis, Shifchi Kamayim Libech Noichach Pnei Hashem, pour out your heart like water before Pnei Hashem. What's Pnei Hashem? HaKadosh Baruch Hu obviously does not have a face. Uh, Pnei, we could say, is the interface. You know, you want to know if somebody's happy, sad with you, the emotion, the state where you stand with them. What you do is you look at your face. A face also is what brings together, you know, we, we don't we, when we look at at a face, we look at an attitude, we look at an expression, we don't look at eyes, a nose, and a mouth separately, we look at the face. So there's a lot of ideas what we talk about in what is upon him, right? What is ha'aras upon him? Right, the the relationship through the way that a person's eyes are, you could see a tremendous amount. Right, a, a kiss and a shika is with the lips. The tremendous amount going on with the face. So obviously, we're not talking in physical terms about the face. Our face is a muscle for whatever the true punim is. But in any event, over here, pnei Hashem zebechinas biure udrushe atayra. The pnei Hashem, this like we said, this interface. But we're going to say that hadras punim zokhein the had the the hider of a face kamovadat punit. Pnei zaken, zaken is zeshakon chacham. It's hamad chacham, but zaken or zakon zehadras panim. Vehim shloisha esrei tikune dikna. The zaken, the hadras panim, the beauty of the face. 
the splendor of the face is the beard. Now, if you'll notice, we're not going to talk about it too much now. Really, we started off this Torah. We explained a little bit about the, the nine tikkunei uh, of the dikna, but we explained over there also things, it's, it's like a funnel. In other words, the, the there's a certain hishtalshos. We've just been talking about the Torah coming from coming from above. We explained already that the tisha tikkunei of zeranpin uh, are really coming from the the force that the the tikkunim, whatever whatever is in there, however we want to describe it, is really coming from above, from arich anpin, not going through the. Maybe we'll make a little bit of a shear. If anybody's interested, shoot me an email. Maybe we'll try to package together some of the concepts for uh, for sifra chesidus that will help um, things that we can you know just to familiarize ourselves with terms. But in any event, the the, the thirteen tikkunim of arich, so those as they go down, those come out in the nine tikkune of zeh. Anpin, Arachanpin to Zeranpin. Just take it for what it is right now. And therefore, over here, we're referencing the 13 Tikkunim of the beard, which is the Hadras, is referencing the Hadras Panim of Arich. Those are linked to Torah Peh, right? We know also the 13 Midrash Torah and Peh, those who say Rabbi Yishmael in the morning, right? It's coming from, from a Brisa. So now we're saying that when we're pouring Shifchi Kamaim Libech Nechach Pnei Hashem to the Pnei Hashem, right? We're talking about the Lev Elyon that the, that it's going to come back down. It's going to reflect in the Torah coming to us. What is that? Zeb, because we already said that Maish Rabbeinu was Torah Shebech Sav, Miriam, uh, the water. We're talking about Meimei Torah and Torah Shebel Peh coming together. Which again, this is the the force that's going to ultimately end up in the Tishi Tikunim that we're talking about. This is going to correspond to the Yudgimal Midrash Torah and Drushes Pen, the source of Torah Shabal or the core of Torah Shabal Pen. Vehim Shleishes Re Midrash Torah and Drushes Pen. That we said a person needs to pour out his canal, and that's why it's and what the, what corresponds is what's Pnei Hashem. Pnei Hashem is represented by the beard. Again, these terms just. The terms that we're using, the Mishalim, the beard is the thirteen points of the Dikna. Those thirteen points that is going to be Neuchach Pnei Hashem that's going to come down from Leva Elyon correspond to the Yud Gimel Midrash Torah and Drushes Behen correspond to the opening up the axis that we have to Torah Shabal Peh Vizehu Vayiplu Al Pneiem and this is what it means that Moshe and Aaron it says that they that they moved away that once Miriam died and everybody was the Kolam Nikolu they are Moshe and Aaron it says Vayiplu what does it mean on, on their faces? Kishashamu Hamariva. And Moshe and Aaron heard the Mariva. Well, this is what we, we said when we for literally first started the Tyra. When the, the Nisham is taken away, the access to this Tyra is taken away. That causes Mariva on the Tzadikim. When they heard this Mariva, this fighting, this antagonism from, from Kla Yisrael, Hevinu, they understood. That through these explanations of Torah that are a bechina of panim, the tisha tikunim, uh, the thirteen tikunim, the hadras panim zaken, the yugim midrash the the truth of Torah, toshvapet machmas hanafila hanal. It was through this nefila, through this cooling off of the neshama that brings down Torah, through the histalkus of Miriam, they understood mach hischel hamariva. This is why it says in the psukim that after Miriam's uh, petira, so then the Jews were rebelling and demanding water, right? Meme Torah, I guess you could say. But the, the 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 point is, is that they understood that this why they spill on their faces dafka. They understood why the mariva was starting because this neshama was taken away. This lack of access to pene Hashem, as it were, to the thirteen tikkunim of the dikna to. The 
the thirteen midrash Torah and drushes behind, and therefore they fell uh, they fell on their face, understanding why it was that the Mariva was starting. So just to bring it together. I'm going to use the uh, the review from Rav Chaim Kramer's note. Uh, he says that, number one, when the neshama through which all Torah explanations are revealed expires, it takes with it these explanations and so gives rise to the quarrels against tzaddikim, which is where we just came back around to, actually. Um, the, but this is how we started off. Then, th- then that was paragraph one. Paragraph two says that the Chacham then tries to draw the teeth Torah teachings, how does he get it? Now there's no access to the neshama, must pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to arouse Hashem's mercy. Once the, the person prays, this opens the Lev Elyon, where these Torah teachings are stored, and God reveals them to the Chacham. Thus, anyone who would give a Torah discourse uh, must first pray. And the, but how, then we said, what, what kind of prayer is this? The, in this case, he's in this, the Kasher, he binds himself to the people who will be addressing, addressing, giving the prayer the quality of being a communal prayer, which will not be rejected. Again, so we discussed that at length now, and at this point, we, we address the second side of that coin in paragraph four, that the listeners also benefit by being incorporated into the communal prayer. Their evil is subdued. The righteous sage achieves this by dispelling evil with his staff, which is made from his mitzvos. This way, he can draw the teachings down through the 13 midrash pen from Leib Elyon, which correspond to the 13 rectifications of the beard. Okay, so that was very quick, um, and Be'ezus Hashem, uh, up to paragraph five. Okay, looking forward.